We all remember the crazy crowds a few years back, chasing after little cartoon Pokemon characters in a game called Pokemon Go. The game utilized augmented reality that let people see digital characters like Pokemon in the real world. The main players of our story, Fero and his son Mikaire, have battled hidden characters in an alternate game of Pokemon called Pokemon. The monsters in Pokemon have been able to physically cross into the real world. They now find themselves in the Pokemon digital world, staring up at some troubling words in the sky. Welcome to the final boss battle. Oh, okay, I get it. We're in the game and in the phone, I think. The words that would normally appear on your phone now appear in the sky. I think so, and I'm not gonna lie, I'm a little worried. Don't worry, pups. This is why you pulled me in, right? I've played a lot of games and I've been in this final showdown situation tons of times. But it's just a little different when you... Look like Goofy and Mickey? I was gonna say look from a first-person perspective, actually. Ah, first-person, of course. But I'm worried about another thing. What if we, you know, lose here? You mean die? You didn't have to blurt it out, but yes, the D word. It's a possibility, but the flip side is if we win, then the game ends and theoretically everything returns to normal and we get sent back to our world. Anyway, we've got nothing to worry about, pups. We just outsmarted an ogre and the thrower of two-headed pit bulls. I don't think it could get any tougher than that. The world starts shaking and the same beeping sound that comes from the phone starts blaring out everywhere. Fero and Mikaire cover their ears. More words appear in the sky above them. New fighters have entered the arena. Fero and Mikaire versus Tepuku Okiriga, Tanerua and Hotsupuku. I heard two pukus in there. How bad can it be? Fero and Mikaire watch the mountain in front of them start to tremble and shake. A monstrous figure embedded in the mountain starts to shake and twist. It moves like a dog shaking off water, but instead it's shaking off dirt and fauna, sending the debris off in all directions. When it stops shaking, there is a two-story high rock monster flexing its rock muscles. It cracks its neck and stomps towards them. monster drops into a haka stance and begins a takahi that shakes the ground with every stomp. You had to say it out loud, didn't you? Don't you watch movies when someone says something like, the only thing that can beat us is an animal that sings and plays an instrument at the same time. And then a bear and a bird on its back comes out playing a banjo and singing, oh, let the dogs out. That's Banjo Kazooie Pops, and he doesn't sing, he just says, uh huh. Uh huh. Oh crap, that doesn't sound good. From behind the rock monster comes another creature. It shoots out one of its giant talons and rakes it across the rock monster's left shoulder, leaving deep gouge marks. 
the rock monster gives an evil grimace. The creature's head comes over the shoulder of the rock monster. It's somewhere between a dragon and an alligator. Its skin is like pounded black steel. It puffs out its giant wings and screams in a show of bravado. Um, maybe this is Banjo-Kazooie. The dragon bird crouches like a coiled spring and rockets off into the sky like a missile. When it reaches its zenith, it spins, then hurdles back to the ground at 1,000 miles an hour. It pulls up at the last second by expanding its wings and gently gliding to the ground, landing right beside the rock monster. The rock monster does a peru-peru into the air and lands in a double knee drop that leaves a crater in the earth. It arches its back, opens its mouth and coughs up a creature the size of a truck. It looks like a lizard, except it has two heads. One head at either end of its body and eight legs. The dragon bird, the rock monster and the two-headed lizard walk steadily towards Fero and Mikaire. Their names appear just above their heads. The rock monster is Te Puku o Kirihika. The two-headed monster is Panerua. And the dragon bird monster is Hotsupuku. A quick plan will be good. I'm thinking. Can we use the Pokemon we've captured? I don't know if they'll fight for us. This game seems to be making the rules up as it goes. Hang on, pups. I think we're about to get a clue on how to beat these guys. Come on, lucky clues. Here they come. Weaknesses for Tepuku or Kirihika? None. Weaknesses for Panerua? None. Weaknesses for Hotsupuku? No! Good luck! Okay, not the most helpful clues I've ever gotten, but at least I know now that this is definitely a Māori version. No one does cruel sarcasm better than us. The dragon bird takes off into the air again. When it reaches the top of its flight, it turns swiftly and dives, making a beeline for Fero and Mikaire. Oh, crap. The two-headed monster scuttles side to side, encircling the pair and cutting off their retreat. And the rock monster starts pounding the ground, sending shockwaves through the earth. Fero and Mikaire move so that they are now back to back. What do you think our chances are now, son? Um, you know that d you don't like hearing? Well, I'm afraid to say that this is not looking good. Hang on a minute! We're getting another message! New fighter has entered the arena! Manaya! Manaya? Who the heck is... Hey, wait a second. Fiddle takes his Manaya from around his neck and holds it out in front of him. The manaya levitates off his hand and begins to glow and sparkle. It then expands and grows quickly, grabbing Fiddle, who looks down and watches the ground get smaller as he's carried upwards into the sky. The manaya places Fiddle on top of its head. The manaya is now 30 feet high. Its head is like a kiwi with a short beak. Its body is muscled like a giant man, and the lower body has shiny scales on its fish-like tail. The manaya is hovering above the ground, and when Fedor lifts his hand up, 
the Manaya lifts its hand up. Fero sees that he is connected to the Manaya like an avatar. The Manaya mimics all his movements and commands. Mikairi, who is standing at Manaya's feet, points at the dragon bird. Fero looks up, just in time to see Hotsupuku descending from above with its claws out, about to strike. He motions at Hotsupuku's neck, and the Manaya catches Hotsupuku by the throat and tosses him aside. The rock monster leaps into the air and unleashes a double hammer fist on the Manaya's chest. Fero looks up and tries to block, but is a split second too slow. blow hits the Manaya in its chest. Fedor feels the impact and his moves are mirrored by the Manaya, who shakes off the strike. Hanerua jumps on the Manaya's back and with both its heads sinks its teeth into the back of the Manaya. The Manaya uses its tail to brush Panerua off his back. The rock monster begins smashing its fists into the Manaya's stomach and Hotsupuku uses its claws to scratch at the Manaya's head. The Manaya does a spinning back fist that propels Tepuku Okirihika backwards, knocking Hotsupuku over in the process. The three monsters recover quickly and launch a simultaneous attack that is very effective. The Manaya struggles to defend against the coordinated attack from the three monsters. A green button appears in the sky. 10,000 HP. What the heck is that? Their hit points. How much damage you can take. The monsters maintain the ferocious attacks and the Manaya does his best to cuddle, but they keep coming back for more. With each hit, the HP numbers count down. 9,900. 9,800, 9,700. Oh, what does that mean? It means when it gets to zero. Zero? What happens when it gets to zero? You know, game over is in the D word. Ah, crap. Hey, hang on. There's another message coming through. Evolve. Pops. The button in the sky! What is it? No time to explain. Just whack it! Fiddle, still controlling the Manaya, jumps onto the head of the rock monster and leaps with all his might towards the green button. Damn it! It's too high! Now what do we do? Throw me! Throw you? Yes, you know. Pick me up by the scruff of my neck. Throw me! But I'm not sure if I can fight these guys and catch you on your way back down. Just do it, it'll be okay. No, son. Look, the HP. 1900, 1800, 1700, 1600. You don't have much time. Do it now. The Manaya, who is sustaining huge damage, grabs Mikairi. He pauses and looks him in the eyes and then hurls him with all his might. Hotsupuku sees Mikaide speeding towards the button and flies to intercept. It's close, but Mikaide reaches the button first. 
there's an explosion of light that sends all the monsters spiraling backwards. Fiddle is thrown clear of the Manaya, who has begun to glow a brilliant white. Laser beams of white light shoot in all directions and the Manaya begins to grow in size until it's three times its original size. A final blinding light makes everyone cover their eyes. When the light fades, they see not one, but three figures standing before them. The Manaya has evolved into three beings. A monstrous bird, a giant warrior, and a fish guardian, all individually the same size as the original 30-foot tall Manaya. They tower over the rock, dragon bird, and two-headed monsters. Fedor is looking for his son. He sees a blur hurtling towards the ground. The monstrous bird's eagle eye spots Mikaire plummeting to his death. It dives at Mikaire, scooping him up just before he slams into the ground. I'm fine, Pops. Now, finish this. Okay, let's do this. Fiddle gestures towards the monsters. He moves like a shadow boxer, uppercutting and hooking, lifting and throwing. The bird, the giant warrior and the fish guardian follow Fiddle's movements and make quick work of their counterparts. The three monsters lie strewn on the ground, with little confusion symbols appearing above their heads. Pokeballs appear in Fedor's hands. He throws them at the monsters, who all burst into stars. Paunamu Arastone appears where Tepuku o Kirihika was. Apaunamu Heru appears for Panerua, and Apaunamu Huya Feather appears for Hotsupuku. Mikaire gathers the Paunamu pieces and places them with the others. The three Manaya warriors all return as a Paunamu Manaya around the neck of Fero. Fiddle puts his hand on his manaya and breathes a sigh of relief. Fiddle and Mikaire return to their flesh and blood selves, but they remain in the Pokemon world. Fiddle looks around, waiting for the world to change back. Okay, so why aren't we back in our world? The final battle? Everything should be all sparkling stars, right? Right, unless... Unless what? Huh. Unless that was not the final battle. The final boss has entered the arena! <laughs> A seven-foot god materializes in front of them. He is muscled and has tāmoko from head to toe. He's wearing kahupapa on both forearms, a pāke around his shoulders, a pōtai on his head, a pukupuku around his waist, 
and a backless taurape. His kākahu is black and looks like armour that has been made from flexible obsidian. The word rongo appears above him. Well done, son of two. I didn't think that a warrior would be clever enough to find my hidden toma. Hey, watch what you say to my dad. He's cleverer than he looks. Thanks, son. I wouldn't have quite put it that way. Anyway, you're the baddie? The one controlling all of the monsters? But you're Rongo. Aren't you the Atua of... Peace? <laughs> Apparently. Now you mention it, thank you for finding the final peace. <laughs> final peace? Your Manaya. Hang on. Final peace for what? Prepare for the final battle! For the Tato Bonamu! Tato what? Rongo ignores Fero's last words and begins a two YY sequence. It's a complex physical code. He jumps and leaps about like he's doing a highly choreographed dance. His feet barely touch the ground, and the Ponamu start jiggling about, seemingly responding to his dance. The Huya Feather is the first to levitate into the air. It explodes into light. One by one, the pieces all converge into the light. The Titi Torea, the Mere, the Kowowo, the Tooth, the Araponamu, and the Heru. The light grows bigger with the addition of each of the Bonamu fragments. When the seventh piece joins the light, a shining, shimmering portal opens, revealing a frightening world on the other side. The sky is a deep red, like freshly spilt blood. The earth inside the portal is a red, sandy beach, pulsing and rolling, making it seem alive. There are shadows, guardians moving about. I've been this far before. I can smell Kurawaka. Mikaire turns to his father with a puzzled face and mouths the word Kurawaka. But I have never been able to go in. I didn't realize that there was an eighth piece. A piece to bring down the veil between this reality and Kurawaka. This is no doubt my brother's doing. Rongo opens his hand, and the Manaya flies towards it at top speed. Rongo closes his fist around the Manaya and leaps feet first into the portal that closes behind him. There's a flash of light, and the Ponamu pieces all fall to the ground. Fero and Mikaire look up to see a flock of birds descend from the sky. They come together to form the torso of Tāne Mahuta. Tāne talks through the avatar of birds. 
he is holding a koi koi in a toropaipai position. He raises it to the heavens. No The Atua heed the core, and each brother appears in spectacular fashion. Lightning descends from the heavens and builds the body of Tafuri Matea from the ground up. He slams his tefa tefa into the earth as his last molecule is formed. A mound of dirt rises from the ground, and when the earth falls away, Homia Tsiketsike is standing there cracking his knuckles. Lava bursts through a crack in the ground and rains down molten rock that quickly forms Ruo Moko's body. A wave appears with Tangaroa at the crest. He surfs the wave down to the ground, wielding a kotsiate in one hand and a hoiroa in the other. Tumatoinga lands from the sky like he's just leapt in from the other side of the world. He shakes his mane and thrusts the row of his taiaha akerotangi into the ground. Fero and Mikaire stare in awe at the primal magnificence of the Atua. They both feel an overwhelming urge to either grovel in supplication or dissolve into puddles of insignificance. Mikaire tentatively lifts his hand up to ask a question. <coughs> What the heck are you doing? Put your hand down! <laughs> oh, sorry. The Atua all turn their gaze to Fero. <sighs> Fero does the classic look behind, then points to himself. Tuma Tauinga with an evil grin nods his head up and down. Sano Rongo must be stopped. Not to be obtuse, but why? The world exists in a delicate balance. No one Atua being greater than another. Rongo wants to destabilize their balance, and with the power of Kura Waka, he can. You are the only one that can stop him. Hey, 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 back up. You can't be serious. Can't you go after him? No, only the Guardian, the Manaya, and the holder of the key can enter the portal. So, what are you saying? Aren't the three creatures the Guardians? No, they are the Manaya. Think about it, how you acquired the other pieces. They were all protected by a Guardian, correct? And? The Guardian and the Manaya are still connected. Rungo has the Manaya, and you are its guardian. Oh, crap. Only you can enter Kurawaka and stop Rungo. We cannot follow, but we can help. Pane points his koi koi to the ponamu pieces that all levitate off the ground and swirl around Fero in a vortex of wind and lightning. The heru hovers above Fero's head, and a double tiki-tiki of hair rises from his balding scalp, twisting and plaiting. The heru pokes through the hair, securing the double tiki-tiki from the side, and the paunamuhuia feather inserts itself at an angle. 
the tooth attaches itself to his ear. And the Titi Torea, Mere, and Kouwo all leap into the Tatua that has begun wrapping itself around Fero's waist. The portal opens. Tumatawinga marches forward and places his hands on Fero's shoulders. He looks deep into his eyes and gives Fero another one of his evil grins. His hands vibrate and shake Fero's body, which begins to transform. Muscles pop and bones crack as they lengthen. Fero grows a couple of feet in height and Mush is replaced by a huge chiseled chest, giant wings, a nine pack and tree trunk legs. His clothes are swapped out for a rapaki and a huge kahutoi. Two extends his hand with his taiaha akerautangi. Bring him back in one piece. Oh my goodness, is that... Yes, of course, I'll do my best. I was talking to Akerautangi. Ah, in that case, yes please. Son of two, Hoakehua. If you are successful, we will all join you on the other side. And if I'm not successful? Tane draws the letter D in the air with his koi koi. Hey, who said the gods didn't have a sense of humour? Fero closes his eyes and jumps into the portal. Pakikehua, brought to you by Te Wananga o Aotearoa, with funding from Te Maangai Pahoe.